on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Welcome to High Tide. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. And Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Scurrying down the riverbank. Taking out positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin. One pound to put in Hubbard's fridge. Where the wobbler and the dragon fly knew us like they knew the man. But as sure as tins go rusty, this boyhood's story had to end. Good morning and welcome to Hyde. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, are you there, Grant? Go and you talk. <laughs> no, you're right, buddy. How are you this morning? Hello, everybody. Welcome along to High Tide. Good to be with you on this Saturday morning, the day after Australia Day. So much to talk about, so much to get through on the program. We'll head up to Lake Macquarie and catch up with Brad Ekman in a few moments' time. But first of all, Mr Blake, how was your Australia Day? It was uh, very good, thank you. We had uh, a lovely day. At, uh, nice and peaceful. I've got Peter Sayer in the studio with us, too. Good morning, Grant. Good morning, Peter. Yes, what How a are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I've managed to get out onto uh, Allen's boat yesterday. We had a fantastic day out on Sydney Harbour. Uh, lots of activities out there, and yeah, really look forward to it. We had a nice bit of wind oh, through blew. later on in the day, too. Yeah, it yeah, blew. It blew, it blew an absolute go. I clocked 35 down in Refuge Bay, coming out of uh, the west northwest, but nothing compared to the wind where you are, Peter, up north. How is the boat going at the moment? How's that storm shaping up? Uh, okay, so I'm down in Sydney, but uh, the uh, cyclone Jasper's gone through and it's done and dusted, then Kiralee come through um, down in Townsville, which is it's about uh, 300 uh, kilometres south of um, where I am at Port Douglas. I had some friends up there have a small catamaran and uh, I've been contacted them and they uh, don't seem to have sustained any damage. Although I did see a yacht which had broken a mooring and wound up on a beach there, but uh, it always pays to check those moorings before you leave your vessel on them. Um, so th- the good news is, uh, maritime-wise, I haven't heard of any major damages. Obviously, there'd be a few sails torn and that sort of stuff around, but uh, uh, th- fortunately, you're not seeing any images of all boats all piled up like we did during Cyclone Yazi. Um, so, yeah, so that's good news. Very, very good news, it has to be. So we actually had on um, the other day, uh, which was uh, two days ago, a boat down in the basin catch fire and, and literally burnt all the way to the ocean floor, which is uh, regrettable. Apparently it was a liverboard uh, gentleman too, so um, that's not a, not a good thing. Uh, fortunately, I didn't hear too much over the radios with Marine Rescue in the Broken Bay area yesterday, and that's pretty good, Alan, because I don't know what Sydney Harbour was like, but this place was like Pitt Street. Yeah, I think there was a rescue down south yesterday. Uh, there was a few things happened around uh, when that suddenly came through Botany Bay. A couple of ships broke loose, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they had forty six knots down in the bay, so uh, wow. that was a bit uh, bit breezy. Alan, you, you might like to discuss the little fact of a sort of large vessel dragging anchor towards you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After we did the harbour parade yesterday, we went and dropped anchor at um, Athol Bight 
and uh, the Pacific Adventure, I think it was. Yeah, it's only about like 7,000 tonne of it or something. 75,000 or 80,000 tonne. <laughs> <laughs> and it was lying, lying uh, stern to the east because the westerly was blowing. And uh, we went round and anchored inside it type of thing. And Pete said, eh, be interesting when the southerly comes. I said, yep. So uh, when the southerly hit, it spun around. And we had 100 metres. Yeah, plenty yeah, of room. Plenty it room. was 100 metres. Oh. And then the next swing we had 60 metres when it swung back the other way. <laughs> so I went up and started up to move it. And, uh, yeah, she was dragging her anchor. So, uh... Kieran Riki, you left, left these people in charge. I mean, seriously? Good morning. Yeah, well, good morning to everybody. And uh, it's good to know. I just hope that the rest of uh, Australia had a, a most enjoyable Australia day and a safe one. But um, there, there was that little bit of a problem down the south coast, but Marine Rescue attended some stuff down there. What was but it, we'll talk about, eh? What was it? I, I, I didn't get to read exactly what it was. I just see a flash come on the, oh, okay. on the phone. Yeah. Uh, but Alex Burrell will probably bring us up to speed with that about... Quarter to six this morning. Okay. But listen, the tides, don't forget, low tide was at 3.44 at Fort Denison this morning, 0.54 of a metre. We'll have a high at 10.14, 1.78. So that, that's a uh, 1.24 shift in the tides. Then we'll have another low at 4.50 p.m. this afternoon, 0.4 of a metre. There goes 1.38 on the run out and a high... At 22.46, which is 10.46 p.m., 1.34. So, to me, uh, a nice good tide there, top of the tide at 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, move around, start and move move on to the tide about 8 o'clock this morning if you want to fish. Okay. And for everyone, if things sound a little bit different this morning, Peter and myself are in the studio, Karen's in Maroochydore, and Grant's on the Hawkesbury River. So there, work that one out. It's a worry. It's a worry. It's a worry. We're we're scattered far and near, so uh, it's a little bit different. Technology. It wasn't like that 30 years ago, let us tell you. We just have to pay a hell of a lot to do it. It's just it's a slightly cheaper exercise now, which I appreciate. That's good. And how's the week been on the boat, Grant? We've had an absolutely amazing time, Alan. It has been so peaceful. We went up to, we started uh, Monday, I came on board the boat and we had a typical a million things to do even though we left it perfect uh, we got all those sorted and went up Tuesday to Jerusalem Bay into particularly a place called Pinta Bay uh, which is absolutely gorgeous Did you fish up there? I, I did a little I played with my squid jig because there was a lot of seagrass underneath Too so much thought, information oh, Grant <laughs> but absolutely amazing. Wind was blowing, and there was it was like living, living on an absolute concrete slab. There was no movement whatsoever. So we stayed for a couple of days up there. It was amazing. Oh, that's good. That's good. And how's it been living on the boat all week, as far as food and doing all those sort of things, or have you been cheating? No, we we I, we had all the, all the food and everything on. We were on a little bit short on water, as you remember. I had a bit of a water issue. We managed to sort that. Um, so we came back down on Thursday and I, I went into um, the Oak Club and we topped up with water and things of that nature. I uh, did a bit more provisioning because we were running out of important liquids that I kept in a bar fridge. Um, so we had to get those before we went down to uh, Refuge Bay and hung out there for Australia Day, which was just 
the most crazy thing I think I've ever seen on the water in my life. Yeah, it gets a little bit busy in there, doesn't it? Uh, but, you know, the, the funny thing was, yes, it was busy. Yes, there were... I, I saw nine boats rafted up to each other. Yeah, you can do that in, in there. It's, there's no wind around, nothing like that. It's just when you get a bit of wind or something, you've got to be prepared to move quickly. And normally yeah. alcohol's It'll... involved and gets hard. Is that right, Pete? <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, I was thinking about yes. why the, uh, the dehydration was setting in quickly. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, everyone was absolutely on their best behaviour. A lot of people, you know, moving around on jet skis and, and dinghies and that and having fun, but nothing untoward and nothing the, the water police were there for most of the day no no need whatsoever for them to get involved other than to smile and wave to everyone which was exactly what you want actually interesting point jet skis jet skis abandoned sydney harbour but to celebrate australia now they had a jet ski parade on in sydney cove <coughs> now, <laughs> now why, why are they banned if they can run around on australia now in sydney cove I guess it was a very um, restricted area which they were operating in. <laughs> Just so. point, like, I'm not a fan of jet skis, but I don't see why they should be excluded off Sydney Harbour because by excluding them off one area, you put pressure on uh, the George's the River, uh, the Horseshoe River, things like that, where they should be spread out. I agree. They're, they're just another water vessel. I, right. I don't particularly like them either. And if they're not using the correct manner, well, there's fines and issues right. that you can do if you start yeah. breaking the law. And and it was only the Premier at the time, Bob Carr, with a stroke of a pen that banned them on Sydney Harbour. Hmm. What next? Do you ban speedboats? Well, he do wanted to at the time. He just wanted sailing boats <coughs> and paddle boats. Yeah. yeah. So that's an interesting point. I, I can relate. <laughs> Get off the air. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we'll take a break. Like the station manager. <laughs> you listen to High Tide and the Super Network. Back soon. 131269. Talk and Sport. This is 2SM. 20 years ago, we started Talk and Sport. Yet in time, it was clear that what you love would dominate the hours of air we occupy five days a week. Welcome back. I'm sitting in the shed celebrating a birthday, not mine, but your 21st. So how good's that? Excellent. Yeah, no, the afternoon's not the same when you are near, that's for sure. You will still receive the passion we have for our games and your calls and those texts. Boys, great to have you back where it's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. <laughs> Can I get that? Well, you took your sweet time getting back. I mean, five weeks oh. is one-tenth of a year. Has that ever occurred to you? That's okay, mate. The most important thing is, thank God you're back. Happy New Year. 21 years on, it's great to be back. Talking Sport. Weekdays from three. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au Summer is here. 
And you want your car air conditioning working at its best. You'll be blown away with the air conditioning service at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Our fully qualified mechanics will help keep you cool through the summer with a comprehensive service of your car's air conditioning system. So book online today at repcoservice.com. For those high-rise and difficult access painting jobs, Skyhook Painting is the answer. Instead of using costly and unsightly scaffolding, Skyhook's expert tradesmen will abseil down your building, preparing and painting the surface as they go. So if you've got a high-rise or difficult access painting job, get in touch with Skyhook Painting. Go to skyhookpainting.com.au or phone 0449 849 2SM and the Super Radio Network. You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. And welcome back to High Tide. Alan and Peter in the studio. And we've got Kieran and Grant online. But let's find Renegade Blue Water Charters. Bradley, good morning. Good morning, Alan. How are you? I'm good. How's Port Lake Macquarie been? Yeah, it's been quite good lately, that's for sure. That's good, it's catching fish. The day before, but that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that storm through yesterday, or the wind? Yeah, yeah, we got that southerly come through. We've still got a little bit at the moment, probably 10, 12 knots at the moment, still from the southeast, I think. Yes, okay. Yeah, so anyway, it's not looking too bad anyway. So, yeah, no, it's all good, that's for sure. I've had a bit of weather during the week, a few nor'easters and a bit of swell and... Few nice days. It's been a bit of a mixed bag lately. Did it affect the fishing at all? I know, the fishing's been good still. It has. It's okay. been really good, I think. So, yeah, no dramas there. That's for sure. Okay. Even it is a full moon, so. But yeah, no, there's a lot of action around at the moment. Well, it's good. Inshore or offshore? Uh, sort of. We've only just been fishing inshore, but I know offshore's been going really well with like the game fishing. But um, the inshore, we've been sort of catching, you know. Trag and a few reds and a few moeys and you know you're getting all the you know heaps of different reef fish all the time a few bonitos a few little rat kingies and all the other bits and pieces anyway there is so it's been quite good that's good that's good yeah. you got a charter on today yeah yeah going out just sort of on the boat now getting my logbook and all my bits and pieces all lined up so <laughs> i got peter fine. say he's nodding here logbooks he loves the things I used to concentrate on catching fish once, now I concentrate on keeping my records up to date. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a bit of a thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's anyway, it's all part of the deal. Yeah. Okay, no worries. That's good, that's for sure. Yeah. So, what's the best bait up there at the moment? Uh, you know, the old. I think the um getting a few slimy mackerels, I don't mind using a bit of fresh slimy mackerel for bait or um the squid's going alright at the moment as well I guess, so between them two I think you can't go wrong at the moment, that's for sure. Okay, and if you keep a few slimy mackerel you've got to feed anyway, haven't you? Yeah, that's it, yeah, but you always catch a few other fish anyway, you know, like little snappers and the traglin have been quite good so they're you know, they're nice fish to take home, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'd always resisted eating a slimy mackerel. Then one day we thought, all right, we're going to try one of those things. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised, actually. Yeah, we were talking about it last <laughs> week. Yeah, they, they are a nice eating <coughs> fish. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, okay, he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still just converting the bonito into food, you know what I mean, from baits. <clears throat> yeah, bonito, they're, they're a very oily um, uh, fish, but uh, if you're going to cook them, I'll put them over an open fire and uh, sort of charcoal one side, then turn it a little bit, then charcoal the next side and eat, eat off the top. You can have a really good feast on a barbecue with them. Yeah, happy days there, uh, yeah, mm. sort of. Yeah, that's the go, isn't it, or that, or um, a lot of people tend to smoke them as well, they do. Yeah, so <clears throat> once upon a time, the, the yellowfin tuna and the like used to be sold for dog food. It wasn't yeah. worth much. In fact, when I, when I uh, bought my first charter boat out of um, Tweed Heads, uh, there was a tuna, a tuna license that come with it, and I said to the blacks, oh, what do I want to go and catch dog food for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could have got that tuna license for about $20,000. But hang on, <laughs> lobsters were the same years and years ago, weren't they? Yeah, they very unpopular. Yeah. Um, there's there's a, a lot of fish that are out there that, that never make it to the markets and certainly don't... Um, um, they weren't prized by any sense. And I think it's mostly because they didn't have sufficient refrigeration. Okay. And, and they go off very quick. So uh, a lot of those fish, that uh, you feed them fresh, they're good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I think that's the same with most things. Fresh is, is a secret. Yeah. 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 You just yeah. got to look after it, make sure you've got enough ice and all, you know, and make sure, yeah. It's one of the most important things to take when you're going fishing is to take ice so you can chill them down and keep them fresh. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. You spend yeah. a lot of money to go fishing and, get, and catch a fish, look after it. Yeah. you got to get the premium quality out of it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You might as well. Yep. Okay, Brad, now if someone wants to, someone wants to book with uh, Renegade Blue Water Charters? Uh, just give us a buzz. Zero four three seven. 38907 Southeasterly 10 to 15 knots turning at northeasterly in the afternoon. Seas below, uh, well, seas are going to be 1 to 1.5 metres, decreasing to around 1 metre at midday. The swell will be southerly at 1.5 to 2 metres, decreasing to 1.5 early in the evening. For Sydney's enclosed waters, it looks this way. East to southeasterly 10 to 15 knots turning northeasterly in the afternoon. Seas below 0.5 of a metre, and the general outlook is. For cloudy conditions, there are marine warnings out at the moment for Batemans, for Byron Coast and Coffs Harbour. A strong wind warning up there. And, Alan, I'm getting rained on here in Pittwater. Yeah, well, it was a little bit, uh, when we were coming in, uh, we were just talking about people, so it was just a little uh, light mist. But I see up, as you say, up north, if you go uh, from Macquarie Coast, Smoky Cape to Seal Rock, south to southeasterly, 15 to 20, reaching up to 25 offshore north of Port Macquarie early this morning. Winds turning easterly below 10 during the afternoon and evening. Seas 1.5 to 2, decreasing 1 to 1.5 around midday. Dual swell, southerly 1 to 1.5, increasing 1.5 to 2.5 during the morning. East to blow 1 metre, increasing to 1.5 around midday. Cloudy, 60% chance of showers and the chance of a thunderstorm. So uh, it's a bit ordinary up there. If you look down south, Port Hacking to Isla Dalla, 
east to south easterly 10 to 15 turning nor'east in the early afternoon reaching up to 20 knots inshore in the evening seas 1 to 1.5 decreasing to 1 metre around them uh, during the morning and the swell southerly 1.5 to 2.5 decreasing to 1.5 metres during the afternoon and cloudy so it sounds like a nice day to get out if, except if you're too far north Kieran you got any fish reports Yes, I have. Um, I managed to talk with Mark yesterday at Narrabeen Bait and Tackle. Oh, that's good. And he said the fishing in pit water has been excellent. Also in the Narrabeen Lake's been very good. Been a great run of tube fish, uh, flathead, flounder, whitehead, brim, salmon, plenty of bonito about. And a good run if you wanted to uh, drift from Barra and Joey right across the line alone. It's been excellent. The Kingies have been up at Clareville, which is not far away from New Grant, and uh, Macars Creek. Quid's been the better bait. Off the beaches, northern beaches here in Sydney, whiting, chipfish, flathead, some dart, brim, salmon, tailor. Best beaches to go, Colroy, D.Y., north and south of Narrabeen, and take your worms along. That's the better way to catch a good run of fish off the beaches. Been very good at Palmy too, don't forget. A good run of uh, fish up there on squid. Off the rock, salmon tail, brim and drummer. Outside, there's been snapper. Bonetto and Moe's have been a bit quiet. The Kingies have been at Newport Reef and Baron Joey. Been a good run of flathead at Monavale, Palm Beach, Bill Gola. Excellent fishing at the lake. Whiting, flathead, brim, jewfish, flounder. Jamison Park, the front and the middle bridges have been the better spots. It just needs a Woolworths car park, not too bad as well. Narrabeen Bait and Tackle, 1469 Pitwater Road at Narrabeen. And good morning to Chris Quested. Yeah, morning, Chris. Haven't spoke to Chris for years. Yeah, his son's a very, very good fisherman. <laughs> we'll get him on one day, have a chat okay. with him. Now, as I did hear in the news, there was a report of a tragic death down at Grace Point uh, yesterday. Uh, a young Ooh. girl in a tinny. Um, so I'm sure Alex will tell us more about that about quarter to, quarter to six as well. Very sad state of things. Yes, yeah, not good at all. Okay, we'll take a break. Listen to High Tide the Super Network. Summer nights has Sydney talking. So there's Donald Trump back in the news again, polarising person. He really is. He's streaks ahead in the polls, and yet there are so many people who dislike him with a, with a great intensity. 2SM has Sydney talking. Oh, what a day. We've had fires, we've had floods, and volcano eruption in Iceland. Well, it's going to go anyway. Iceland's probably a good spot. It's going to be cooler over there, isn't it? I suppose some people would say that's all our own fault. Summer nights. Airbnb getting the $15 million fine. I was actually victim to this. Wow. Potential for compensation. So I tell you what, I'm hanging out for my compensation if I can try and claw back some money. You know how it is. I do know. This is 2SM. Mid-North Coast had those massive floods and wiped out so many homes, especially around Lismore and that area. And I'm feeling very sorry for most of those people who are still not home. 2SM. Has Sydney talking. Nothing says Aussie summer. Like an ice-cold Bundaberg ginger beer. Coupled with backyard barbecues, sunshine and your mates. Bundaberg ginger beer is a true blue brew. A quintessential classic. Craft brewed over three days using real Aussie ginger. And a traditional family recipe which has been perfected over four generations. Treat yourself this summer to the great Australian brew. Bundaberg ginger beer. 
Treat your taste buds with irresistible chocolates from the Byron Bay Chocolate Company. Oh, can I have one too? Yes, here's a moon macadamia. Mmm, thanks. Oh, yum. Australia's finest chocolate-coated fruit and nuts, locally sourced and imported from our perfect growing climate of the Byron Bay region and our beautiful hinterland. It's the little family company, big in chocolate, supplying the world. Can I have another? Here, chocolate macadamia. Look out for the Byron Bay Chocolate Company at quality independent outlets. From sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They're taking the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian credit licence number 392182. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. Sue SM, Sydney's talking. Two SM, twelve sixty nine. On Two SM and the Super Radio Network. This is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Well, that's good. Things are working, Grant. Are you there? They were working. They were. He's dropped. No, no, I got you. I got you, sir. Yeah, I thought you'd gone gone to the never never. No, 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 stuck here. 4.30 in the morning it is. We're good to see that things are, are finally sorted themselves out. It can be a bit daunting sometimes, can't it? Yeah, well, I haven't been to this side of the panel for ages. I'll get lazy now with you here. I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's good. It the, is good uh, to clean up the cobwebs. The yeah. technology is overwhelming. Alan's got sweat on his brow here. <laughs> He's shaking in the hands. I was under more pressure yesterday on the boat with ha- having Peter sitting behind me, and especially when he'd I had bet. six or seven beers because he knew it was going on then. <laughs> <laughs> it was very different for me to be sitting on a commercial, ve- well, commercial vessel that I'm not actually operating and um, watching Alan drive. So I thought after six or seven beers I can tell him that, yeah, that's the way I would have done it too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Alan, is he a good backseat driver? Yes, you know, he was fine. He was fine. He had no problems at all. He didn't yell at me all day, yeah, so it was a good time. But didn't yell at you. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gay man, but it made me walk the plank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's, it's a lovely day on Sydney Harbour, uh, Australia Day. Everyone's out there to enjoy themselves. Yeah, we had the boat dressed up a little bit. Um, yeah, just everyone's out having a bit of fun. And that's what it's all about, getting out on the water and enjoying yourself. Alan's, when he said the boat was dressed up, he's actually downplaying a little bit. He was, <laughs> he was a major prize winner. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got, got an award for the, for the day. We had it uh, all dressed up, so it was quite good. But, uh, yeah, look, it's pretty oh, it's good. Fun. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It, uh, we weren't expecting it. I thought a lot of the boats were dressed up better than us, but... Uh, I think it was uh, I think it was you they seen, Alan. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> possibly me on the back deck there too, I suppose, but... <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that's true too. Well, yeah, there was no young girls doing the judging. 
I missed it. I was too busy looking at the boat next to us. They had the young girls on it. <laughs> you meant to say there was judges out there? <laughs> I tried to get Roscoe, but I can't get Roscoe this morning. So, uh, uh, it, it, it's funny, Alan, you, 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 and Pete, you were talking about uh, looking at um, you know pretty women on the other boats. Every time you know in Refuge Bay a boat had come down, I'd look at it because I wanted to see you know what sort of boat it was, how much money, uh, the, the amount of money people had down there was ridiculous. And I, all I kept getting accused all day was, you're not looking at the boat, are you? No, I am. I honestly am. I'm looking at the boat. Trust me, it's all for the program. It's research. So that's why you need a binoculars to look at it. That's it. Exactly. You just said just you were looking at the... Just wanted to make sure I could get yeah, the VPN number perfect, you know. I just wanted to make <laughs> sure I got the right details, you know. When, you, when you're standing there and you get caught actually doing what you were doing and you say, it's just the fine lines I was looking at. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a she's a beautiful vessel. <laughs> But look, every charter boat was out in the harbour yesterday. They were all full, and uh, it was quite good, quite good. And the the tall ships, yeah, it's this impressive day, you know. Yeah. It's, um, and I was talking about the tall ships and how ships are built and that. And then a couple of uh, the younger folk that were there, and a couple of uh, grandchildren of yours, Alan. Yeah, Hayden and Harrison. <laughs> were if, this, it, yeah. if it wasn't for things like the Heritage Museum. And the heritage fleet, uh, you wouldn't know what a tall ship was. That's right. Well, the Lady Hopeton was there as well, and the steam tug Waratah, things like that. Mm. And it's good to see those boats out in the harbour. But also, the smaller boats, there's people out there in tinnies having fun. You don't have to have a big boat. There's even kayaks out there. Yeah. There's even kayaks out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a kayak fan in the middle harbour. I think you guys say that. Oh yeah, young. Look, there was a, uh, the Dovekin, uh, James Craig, uh, the Soren Larson. There was six or seven tall ships. They had yeah, a bit of a know, race. Young Endeavour was up here at Patonga. Uh, and got off Patonga the other night, and everyone was like, "Oh, what's it?" And I thought, "Oh yeah, it's got to be going down to Sydney Harbour yes, yeah. um, for the parade." And uh, one of the great things about Refuge Bay is it's directly under the flight path of the roulettes. We got to see our own little air, air displays. They went thundering past down to where you guys were, and they looked fantastic. Well, they, they came, uh, obviously came down from Williamtown, but they put on a twelve-minute yeah. show, which was very good. One, one thing I, I did notice yesterday, and I, I don't want to take the wind out of the sails or tall ships by any means, but the people that were over at the Opera House looking at the James Craig must look very majestic. But we were on the north side of the harbour, and we happened to notice there was a tugboat side up the yeah. side. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it doesn't have a bow thrust, and it's got a lot of windage to it. <laughs> if I was the master of that, there's a lot of a tugboat beside me as well, I think, in that condition. <laughs> the look was very well choreographed type of thing, and uh, the ferry race was good. Yeah, it's, uh, they had a few problems. They had a big display in the middle of Circular Quay. Um, it had a fiber optic cable running to shore, and when the southerly came away, started to stretch the cable, and they had to pull it back in to tie it up to the wharf again. Ooh, so, uh, that's yeah. yeah oh, well. The fiber optic cable was never meant to be an anchor, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, only for a very short time. And the thing well, was, I had a new. Go on. Sorry, Al. I had a new one last night. I um, I left Refuge Bay at around 9:30 p.m. and came back of a night to my mooring here in Clareville. Um, so that was my first nighttime venture out on the water, um, which was really, really different perspective to sailing around during the day. I'm here to tell. You. I just mowed it. I didn't sail. I wasn't going to be silly about it. Um, but yeah, it was very different out on uh, pit water of a night than it is during the day. 
What you're doing there, Grant, is, is, is really good. Like, um, uh, I've, I've been in boating nearly all my life, and you know, you're, the, you're building up to things. So I can see you travelling around the world soon. Well, you're, you're building up and learning the local waters and learning how your boat operates there. Then you venture a bit further. And I really recommend that for anyone with any sort of a boat. Um, yeah. Don't buy a boat and head straight out you know, 30 miles offshore in a... Um, whatever boat you buy, um, just get to know it in the local area and get build your confidence and build your knowledge base. That's right. And, and Alan will tell you, I, I sort of, Peter, I appreciate you saying that because that's exactly the approach I'm taking. It's not dissimilar to when we first started doing our pilot's licence. First thing you do is learn how to fly straight and level. Then the next lesson you go out, you learn how to do turns. Then you climb, descend, etc., etc., or whatever the format is. But each time you go out, you learn something new so that at the end of that period before you get to do your first solo, you've covered all of the basics. And I, you know, before I went up to Swansea, I went out day after day doing sea trials in bigger and stronger wind, you know, with um, a bigger swell to get used to it so that if something didn't happen where I could just, you know, if something went wrong or I was uncomfortable, I could dash back into pit water so that I was able to get comfortable with it. So when I did the Swansea trip, if we got caught, I knew what the boat was going to do and what I was capable of doing. And I think that's the way. Just, as you say, do it in baby steps. Get used to everything. Become comfortable with the boat. Comfortable with the way it performs. And then you can start, you know, heading outside the heads, etc., etc. Okay. That's good. Kieran, you got a fish report for us? Certainly have. Okay. Especially if, especially if you want to go up the coast and go to uh, Coffs Harbour. And given what the weather report is, I think it'd be a good day up there. You've got the water temperature outside where it's reached up to 27 degrees. So there's been a good run of marlin. The stripes are out there. The blacks are out there. been dolphin fish everywhere. And the water is lovely blue colour. There's been snapper, pearl, perch, plenty of bait about. Kingies are around the island, also around the lighthouse. Some amberjack have been with them. Off the beaches, been big tailor, whiting, jewfish and dark. Off the rocks, you'll find Brim, Drummer and Big Taylor. The river, down around the entrance, the mouse, you'll find Flathead, Brim, Mangrove Jack. Uh, been a run of the whiting on the top of the tide. Upstream, the bass are about. Got to fish a bit deeper while the hot weather's about, though. Same with the trout, fish down deep. In the marina there at Coffs Harbour, Brim, Trevally, Leather Jackets. In the harbour park, whiting at that little beach area. And there's been a run of Brim. They say Copeland and Pindari Dam, good run of yellow belly, caught a little bit quiet. Don't forget Pacific Tackle, Fishing Tackle, Australia 144, Pacific Highway at Pops Harbour. Okay, thank you, Karen. We'll be back with more of High Tide in a minute. In 2024. 2SM has Sydney Talk. If you'd like to raise a topic, you've come to the right place. We're all in. 131269, the telephone number. Richard King has Sydney talking. Our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, who's on the line. Good morning, Prime Minister. Good morning. Brent Bultitude has Sydney talking. It's all fine and dandy for the Treasurer and the Prime Minister to turn around and say, look what we're doing. Toothless Tiger stuff, unfortunately. Talking sports has Sydney talking. It's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. <laughs> you know, Pat. Gary Stewart has Sydney talking. Thank you, Gary, for putting me on the show. My pleasure, well, thank you. In 20 24. John Laws will continue to keep the dream alive. That's a bit of what is on my mind, so I'd like to know what's on yours. Pick up the telephone and tell us all about it. 
2024, 2SM has Sydney talking. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. If your strata complex unit or your commercial building is in need of repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists with more than 70 years of combined industry experience. For waterproofing, concrete cancer repairs, facade or cladding replacement, structural repairs, upgrades to electrical and fire services and improving accessibility you go to networkconstructionservices.com.au or you can phone Steve on 9808-5673. Today I'm talking to Tracy, who is one of Arbor Vitae's many happy customers. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arbor Vitae and what for? I'm a cake maker by trade and suffered with sore hands for years, which is a common issue for my fellow bakers. They'd know how debilitating it is. A friend suggested I tried Arbor Vitae, and I can't believe how well it's worked for me. What benefits have you noticed from Arbor Vitae? It was after my second bottle that I noticed the difference. My pain has all but disappeared. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain. No stretch of the truth. It's worked so well for me. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thank you for your time, Tracy. Arbor Vitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arbor Vitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Visit arborvitae.com.au. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. 2SM has Sydney talking. Network. This is High Tide. And welcome back to High Tide. Now let's go to Greg Reed and find out what's happening with ProLaw Australia. Morning, Greg. Good morning, how are we? We're good, and we've got Kieran and Grant online. I've got Peter Sayer in the studio with me. Oh, g'day, chat. So, Pete, how are you, mate? I'm on top of the world. That's good. That's, uh... That's good. Um, yeah, it's going to be a bit, um, probably not as breezy as yesterday. Well, hopefully it did get away for a little while. Look, it, it settled down after a while, but, um, yeah, that's uh, that suddenly came through. But it was predicted it came through right on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 they, they actually got this one right, which is good. Um, so, yeah, we should see a little bit of south swell in the mix. The wind should actually go back around to the north today. Um, so, yeah, just watch those. If you plan on doing a bit of rock fishing, just watch those uh, southern and eastern facing ledges. Um, Nor'east will pick up. So there should be a few waves around too, just to the south of the bay today and all those known locations. Um, shouldn't be a bad thing at all. Uh, we've had some good bonnies, um, good bonnies show up, which is good. I like eating bonita. Yeah, we're just talking. We're just talking about that. I don't know if you're listening uh, about the bonita. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who else has been catching? Where else have they been catching them? Oh, no, it's just uh, Brad Beckman was taught about for up at uh, Lake Macquarie. They catch them just using for bait. And I said, well, if you can't get anything else, eat the bonita. And he was a bit, oh. <laughs> I, I can tell you, open the oh, Solomon yeah. Islands, it's an absolute feast. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, mate, yeah, yeah. I um, that's our target species. You know, like mine, you. Yeah, yeah, that's our target species. At the end of the day, they're tuna, and if they're bled right and they're put on ice, um, you, you've got sashimi options. Um, you've got that option of simply just salt, pepper, and butter, and a minute either side if that with a fillet, um, and even a skin fillet and one that's deboned on, on a hot pan. Um, on a bed of sushi rice with fresh coriander out of the garden, a bit of ketchup manis on top. Mate, fuckers. <laughs> Cooking show. Uh, yeah, stop yeah, it, Mary. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> well, you, oh, you just boiled it. It's coriander. Who <laughs> puts coriander on? Mate, you see my garden here in coriander, basil, mint. Um, oh, basil's good. We've some, yeah, we've got some good rocket going at the moment. Um, but... There's this notion that it's somehow snapper bait, and that's just ridiculous. Um, and I know in our, in our part of the world, or, or certainly the way we harvest anyway, snapper's not in the top on the top of our list in terms of a harvest strategy because it's a they're harder to catch. Um, and I don't I actually don't rate snapper as you know that much of a, a, a table fare. I mean, it, you know, it's it's a nice eating fish, but I would actually take a feed of bonito over snapper and done right, particularly. Particularly cooking butter on a really hot pan, let alone the sashimi side of things, it's um, it's good. And then from a right tackle sport fish, mate, you try telling a kid who can go for a flick off the rocks. You know, I've got an old twelve-year-old now that's just mad for it and just wants to fish every single day. Um, and every session's uh, an adventure, and he's convincing his mother if I've got to go away and do some work that he should be going to the most dangerous rock ledge in Jervis Bay to go for the day fishing. Um, it's, um, yeah, it, there's a lot of a lot of value in it. Um, if you're on your boat, you just either have some little metals, um, little stick baits, uh, or just even trolling some smaller, um, smaller hard-bodied lures. You don't need big lures for bonnies at all. Good fun. You get them up to about four kilos sometimes. So, They've sort of shown up, and they're on, they tend to congregate on those headlands and get a bit of a, a bit of a pressure point into the current. So the current's still, um, well, within the last couple of days, flowing north to south. So the east coast current's in full effect. Um, it's a pretty good marlin, marlin a bit wider as well. But any of those headlands that face into the current, where you've got those pressure points, you'll find the bodies mixed in with the kings as well. Um, there has been plenty of rat kings around, and, and it's a typical Jervis Bay summer story. You've just got to get through the rats. Now there's, there's yeah, there's one thing. There's one thing. Why on the bonito is, how do you handle the worm situation? Because a lot of bonitos do have a lot of worm in them. Never seen a worm in one. Haven't you? It might be a thing up north yeah. more than down south. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the biggest terror thing up up north with consistently warm water. I think down here maybe there's. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, Pete. Um, never seen it. Um, never had an issue, and probably that's why our experience with them has been pretty good. Pete, you would have seen a bit of that over in the Solomons. Yeah, the Solomons do, do have a bit of bonito around. It's, it's certainly not a target species of mine. No, if, if, if I had nothing else around, and you know, I'd, I'd disagree. I, I'd prefer a snapper than the bonito, but you know, each, each their own taste and each to what they, um, they catch. But a, a, a bonito um, in a village on the Solomons, uh, you're a king if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, eat, you're eating top class. Yeah, and it just all comes down to preparation. It's not to say, like, I won't, you know, eat a snapper, but, like, in terms of uh, our ability to harvest stuff that's easy to harvest, and, like, it's from a, like, a personal harvest strategy, 
they're, they're much easier to catch and they're probably much more sustainable than snapper. Um, I don't go out of my way to eat snapper, but um, yeah, we will eat it. So, uh, but those, that, those pressure points um, and those headlands where the current current um, getting, that is okay for I find if I'm trolling for um, Bonito that you need to go very, very slow, probably about five knots or so. Uh, if, you're, yeah. if, you're, if you're trolling at sevens and eights and that sort of thing, they have a bit of trouble keeping up with it. Pretty so flat out for yacht. Boat just in gear or about, in the old school, maybe about 4,000 revs. Yeah. <laughs> just, in, just, in, just in gear with a bit of a bit of a nudge with the palm and then, yeah, you're absolutely right there, Pete. It's not a high... Um, a high trolling uh, speed for bonnies at all, and and they're accessible because you just get them in in these inshore areas, and they they tend to hang around in flakes, and they'll stick around here till probably July. Um, so that's not bad at all. Um, yeah, look, they do make a good bait there. They are a tuner at the end of the day, but lucky have two bonnies, stakes or strips or whichever way you want to do it. Um, knock yourself out there. The, Water quality's still been pretty good um, in the bay itself, so yeah, good squid around the edges. Uh, floody bashes have been doing all right. Um, we're really starting to get into it right, in the basin as well, into the um, end of the top water season now, like it did full swing. Um, I don't know the pinks, um, the top water down here, pinks and bright yellows as well as my natural colours. Um, but both green and whiting on the flats. Um, have been pretty good. The boom tend to be more on the, the weedy flats, the whiting definitely uh, straight over the sand. Uh, you've been getting some pretty good flatties in the basin on the edges. The, uh, the water ski trapping and all that sort of stuff sort of uh, slowed down, so we're finding fish are sort of coming back into the shallows a bit more now. Um, and beaches have been going okay as well. A um, few school sharks on the beach as well, so, you know, I don't know if I'd be uh, doing the doom patrol. We kind of give that a miss these days, but um, yeah, there should be a few waves around today for anyone that's keen to have a surf as well. But uh, all in all, another fantastic day on the south coast. Sounds good, Greg. Thank you very much. ProLure Australia. .com.au. Latest colour in the prawn range is the raw prawn, and um, stand by for the barra shed slash flathead shed. We've got a hard body shed. That's the next one. Hoping to have that ready in the next month. Uh, okay. We've got to restock and a whole bunch of stuff coming in um, within the next week as well. Okay. Thanks for that, Greg. Talk to you next week. No okay. Right. Have a great day. Okay. Bye. That was Greg Reed. Now let's stay with the phones. Bobby Dean, good morning. How are you, gentlemen? We're good. And what's your thought on Benito? Mate, fill them, strip them up. Like Greg, with a bit of butter, but I whack a bit of oil so it don't burn. Yep. And cook them as quick as possible. See, when it's three quarters cooked, take them off. By the time you get to eat them, they're cooked. Yeah. Well, Steve, uh, Steve, you already oh, just sent me a no text. Pepper, no coriander, nothing. <laughs> he likes them sashimi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sashimi's okay. But, um, yeah, you're talking about jet skis, mate. They're like blowflies. So I'm just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> just wait for somebody to, you know, develop a spray to get rid of them. <laughs> Now, now, you've got to share the waterways, Bobby. It's like Kieran's happy for people to ride push bikes around the place. Yeah, sure. Push bikes and jet skis and make one good thing, and that's an artificial route. <laughs> oh, I can't do that. Look, people you know who's the biggest... You know who annoys everybody like a push bike? What? The people in canoes. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting worse, oh, Kieran. No. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on Sydney Harbour. But they, hey, 
They're ridiculous. Out, no, they're not. They're out enjoying themselves. As long as they've got something so you can see them, it's not a problem at all. They're entitled to be out in the waterways enjoying themselves. I do agree. We've got early morning rowers up here now. now if, you, if, you, if you keep going to the extent that you're going to ban jet skis, going to ban motorboats, everyone's going to be like Grant and just sailing around at two knots. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> demanding, demanding right away over everything else, even if they've got the motor going. Hey, I've got, I, I got to tell you, we were talking about the, the Bureau getting it spot on with their southerly change. On Thursday, when I was going down to Refuge Bay, I, I checked the weather before I dropped my mooring. This was in the afternoon, and it was 10 to 15, 10, 10 knots gusting 15 on, on Thursday afternoon. So I put up all my boots, and I'm, I'm travelling down. I got up to about, uh, I was sitting on about 14 knots by the time I got to Baron Joey. Came around the corner, made my tack 30 knots. We hit 30 knots within the blink of an eye, which sustained for about... Well, it didn't sustain 30. It got back to about 25, 22 uh, for a good 25 minutes or so, which uh, wasn't real fun for me with all my sales. See, the blowing too hard, not blowing too hard. Can I get a fish report off Bobby Dean, please? Sorry. Yeah, sorry remember him? He's online. actually fish out there, mate. I didn't know what the fishing show. Yeah. Like Yeah, mate. Um, well, you people trying to catch a few little black marlin, they turned up off Sydney and close. Yeah. So, you know. They're, they're great. They're not big fish. They're good fish to learn on. Bit dangerous around the boat because they you know, small black mullen. Yeah, you know, I call them pogo sticks. You just don't know when they're going to jump. So you know, but they're good fun. And they hey, they're as good as any bonito on the plate too, mate. Oh yeah, I don't mind mullen that sort of thing. Swordfish, swordfish is lovely. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, not something I'll have a go at. A little bit politically incorrect these days, but... Um, Look, I yeah. don't mind if they're being caught and used. It's, it's when they're caught and just weigh them and throw it away. Absolutely. That's I, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you know, target them island to, uh, to keep, you know, try and just target those smaller black. That's right, yeah. Look, you're okay. not going to use 500 pound, are you? But, you know, it's 50, 60, 50, 60 kilos. That's a big meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, on the beaches, if you bring them whiting... Um, I was chatting to my mate back down at Bangalore and he sent me some photos the other day of a few whiting around the 40 centimetre mark and off the beach that's yeah, a really nice fish. Okay. And he thought some quality eat fish. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a few reds offshore uh, down off the National Park from the humps up towards um, Gary and that, Burning Palms. There's you know, quite a bit of scattered reef in through there in that 30 to 50 metre mark. Now, you'd know that pretty well. Yeah, I've got a fair bit of an idea about that. But I, I used to more uh, probably work a bit uh, further in because uh, I used to work in the fathoms back then and I uh, would always be fishing the 50 fathom line out to the 70 fathom line was my preferred area. But um, you are correct. Down in along um, uh, Wirong and that sort of places down there, because Wirong's a name. I'm starting to forget those places <laughs> now. Um, yeah, uh, Queenslander. There's, there's, there's certainly, certainly plenty of fish to be caught in there. And I used to save that for the westerly wind season. So I, I didn't fish it during the northeast. So I waited till the strong westerlies were coming in. That way, I knew I still had ground that I hadn't worked. So, um, and just, to, just to farm the area, basically. Yeah, well, you know, it's, you've got such a broad area, you don't have to hammer it. You know, you were running a few charter boats out of Granola there for a while, weren't you? Yeah, we had five at one stage. It was yeah. the most we had. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah we, uh, no longer. <laughs> we uh, sold the vessels off one at a time, basically, and uh, moved a, a couple of them up to Port Douglas to work out of Queensland. 
Yeah, that's bad luck, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Stay there, it Bobby, thank you for that. Uh, we'll catch well, you tomorrow morning. You tomorrow, I'll give you a bit of a fresh water update. Okay, thanks, Bobby. Look forward to it. Bobby Dean. Yeah, wouldn't you like doing the paperwork for five charter boats now, Peter? Oh, that'd be a nightmare. <laughs> Safety management systems, catch returns, <laughs> so, uh, sewage returns. Uh, that just goes on and on. They just make more paperwork. Okay, we'll be back with more of High Tide After News, uh, 13, 12, 69. If you would like to talk to Peter, we've got Grant and Kieran online as well.